what are they have you seen these inked that's the that's the company the tattoo magazine no so they do a bunch of youtube videos where they like people like rank tattoos or they or they like say whether or not they they like it and talk about tattoos that they've refused and stuff dude these are, tattoo people are wild <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like that's such a so like i'm so far removed from tattoo people because i have such a weird phobia of needles and so it's like i can't first of all i can't like even imagine it and then where like people start to go like really insane with see like the sleeves sleeves whatever like something on your shoulder and your back but like when people like go like full chest i was like that's yeah, so some of these people i'm, I'm looking like, at here some of these people i'm looking at here like the the artists themselves like every spot of them you can see with the exception of their actual profile face is like yeah. tattooed and it's just like goddamn the amount of time and pain that that took um yeah. No, I I have a similar thing with needles, but it doesn't it doesn't bother me as long as it doesn't like as long as it's not a needle that is like supposed to stay in me. Um, like, yeah, that freaks me out too. Like like I hate IVs. I hate. Yeah. Uh, nope. I don't do I shots. Those. I don't have a current tetanus <laughs> shot. Um, <laughs> like I don't. Fair. <laughs> not, don't no like judgment them. here. But. Uh, but the idea of a tattoo doesn't bother me as much because it just kind of stays right on the th- surface. The thing that freaks me out is the, I know illogical, but still the idea uh, that it would like break off and get stuck in my skin. Oh that, yeah. No, trust me. I, ugh. it's, it, I'm even weirder. Trust me. I a hundred percent like any, like I hate anything even being near like the inside of my elbow freaks me the fuck out. Um, oh, interesting. It's bad. Um, that and then uh, like getting my blood pressure taken. So anything to do with like my like feeling my pulse or like even in movies when they have those moments where uh, where it's like something happens and the person can hear their pulse in their head. That freaks me out, too. So like, like a lot anything. of shooter games. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just like it's anything that reminds me of my own mortality. Just absolutely not. Do not want anywhere near that. <laughs> like you either don't you either don't play those shooter games or you get really good at them so nobody ever hits you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> either either I have to be really really good or I just can't play. <laughs> Welcome to the Completely Unprepared Podcast. My name is David. My name is Mac, or Hack. Hack. And uh, Jay and Kira aren't here today. Um, I actually don't know what either of them are doing. Uh, well, Jay, I know he's he's getting back on a flight, um, but Kira, I do not know what she is doing. Kira texted me, so I don't know. I, I She was texting me, so I figured she was going to be on, too. I didn't know it was oh. me, just us. Nope, just us. Yeah, they, both, they both bailed, and I was like, all right, well, Hack can console me on uh i'll do my best the last one that we just put up um we did last monday uh the last podcast that is and you were at the end of us talking about the the pain that was the dangling of the carrot that was bryce harper uh 
that you guys were acknowledging I was about to go through a similar pain in Antonio Brown leaving the Steelers. Correct. Like a several, just a couple of months after it became apparent that Le'Veon Bell was leaving the Steelers and probably about a dozen months before finding out that Ben's going to leave the Steelers. You got Juju. We got Juju. And TJ Watt. And TJ Watt. We got we got some decent pieces on the defense, actually. Like that yeah. defense, like if if our if if Ryan Shazier hadn't become a paralyzed, um what what's the correct way of saying that? Uh <laughs> become a paralyzed it's, was it's definitely that. not what I said. So what's the correct way of saying that? Um become before paralyzed. his spine become. injury. Before his spine injury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um that would I mean if you added Ryan Chazier with how he was looking that year to this group of guys, like right. that's a ridiculously good defense. Um, it is. Now they they would have run into issues this year because they wouldn't have been able to pay everyone. And that is the benefit of this uh Bell and Brown thing is it makes paying the rest of the team a whole lot easier. So they just shirt up most of their offensive line. But uh Antonio Brown has been traded to the Oakland Raiders for a third and a fifth round pick, which seems really light, as well as the Steelers having to absorb about $21 million in cap. So here's my question. Yeah. We're going to start, we're start, we're start, we're start with an easy one. Okay. Um, it could have been to like any team, really, because he requested the trade and... He's gonna he was gonna be leaving. Was is like the Raiders a good spot for him to land in terms of the fan perspective? So from like the Steelers perspective, and if it had to be anywhere, like where does the Raiders rank? Um I mean I can't really speak for because like the the older Steelers fans will remember the the old Raiders days where the Steelers and Raiders were basically trading blows. I read I read a book about it. I didn't I didn't actually watch the any of it in um, any of the games because obviously I wasn't alive back then. But I think it was like the early seventies or something like that. They were kind of trading back and forth in the playoffs and everything. Um, <clears throat> for me, not knowing that, I I don't really have any ill will against the Raiders. Um, right. And really, if if I had to think about like, let's say that his, his years of being as dangerous as he is now, let's say that he has four more years of that. Do mm-hmm. I really think that the Raiders are going to meet the Steelers in the playoffs within the next four years? Not really. Yeah, probably not because, because it's going to be one of them that's going to have an issue. Like with the stuff that the Steelers are now going to go through, they might not even make it to begin with. And then with the stuff the Raiders are, are going through right now, they're not a lock by any means to make it. So <clears throat> of all teams he could have gone to that, that one is not, At least not as bad as, him. yeah. It, like if he'd gone to the Browns, I would have been, I would have just been livid unless I mean, they traded him for like, yeah. unless they traded like him and, you know, their first round pick for the next two years and somebody else probably for Baker Mayfield, then I would have right. been ecstatic. I'd been like, yes, I know we just lost two first round picks and, you know, say they had to give up TJ Watt and Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, shit. All right, do it. Fair enough. Yeah, <clears throat> it's one of those like, and, fair and, enough. And maybe that's, and maybe I'm also just like 
building him up too much. And so basically anybody listening is like, uh, yeah, anybody would do that deal. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe. And I, I think the thing too is that <clears throat> when someone's been <clears throat> on a team for a long time, that you start to, you overvalue them, especially as they age. So yeah. for, for example, it, this is never going to happen because this is like the Steelers trading and I'm not an NFL expert, so this may be something that might happen. Uh, but it's like the Steelers trading Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And, uh, well, he's he would be much less painful because he's going to be go. I mean, he it was a he's going to be gone eventually. Like, he's he's very yeah. He's going to retire eventually. Yeah. But it would be similar to the Cardinals trading Yadier Molina. It's just something that should not happen. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like you don't think or, about it, but. Or like if the other they, Cardinals trading Larry Fitzgerald this year. Like, unless he right. requested that, what are you doing? And like, at the same time too, just the value that the fan base puts on that person. Yeah. The Cardinals fan base, Larry, Larry Fitzgerald is a very good wide receiver. There's a And the stats that he has are absolutely ridiculous. There's a decent chance they retire his number. Oh, more than decent. Okay. I think it's a done deal. Okay. Yeah, I, think, I think that's a done deal. Um. <clears throat> It's like you but didn't get no rings or anything, but like he's the guy. He's yeah. He is he, the so the car or not the Cardinals. The Arizona sports scene has been very blessed with uh, at least the past few years. They've had kind of their Mount Rushmore of people that they had Shane Doan, they had Larry Fitzgerald, and then they had Paul Goldschmidt up until recently. And those were like the three guys, and everybody knew that they weren't going anywhere unless they were forced to go somewhere. And so Larry will be retired. Honestly, if unless something crazy happens with Goldschmidt and like the Cardinals just go on a run, the Diamondbacks will probably retire his number. Um, and then Shane Doan has already been retired. And so they've been really lucky. But it's it's similar to that. Like you you value these people so much more because they've been there for so long. And in reality, Larry Fitzgerald, if you were to try to trade him, you shouldn't really get that much for him. He's an, he's an older guy. He's a great name, and he's going to help ticket sales. And he's he is a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not Antonio Brown. He's not you know somebody who is going to change the entire shape of an organization. Yeah, I uh, I'm wondering just on the on the retirement concept itself, though. Uh, how do you put it? Should when considering retiring somebody's number, yeah. uh, should the consideration be on the player's output relative to other players of the era, relative to other players of all time, or simply relative to the players of that organization? I think that's a I think that question is answered differently based on organization. So then it's relative to the organization because right. by it, it's almost like a, by doing certain ones of those, you automatically do the other one. Kind of. Yeah. So I think that it's relative to the organization. So the Yankees, you can't retire every single number ever. <laughs> so they because could have, like they very well could. Yeah. Um, the, but if you take the Yankees, I think the Yankees only have 
if they have, I don't think they, if they do have a single digit number left to wear, there's only like one or two. It, like it, and not one or two of the numbers, but like there's only two numbers that you could possibly wear that are single digits. Um, because there's just been that many people go through there. And so there's a difference between saying, okay, this person lives up to Luke Gehrig and Yogi Berra and all these people. And then you have an organization, um, you know, the dime, like the Diamondbacks, who have two retired numbers and Luis Gonzalez and Randy Johnson. That's it. And it's easier to put somebody on the level of Randy Johnson or put somebody on the level of Luis Gonzalez because it's recent and it's more fresh in your mind rather than it being this like crazy, you know, le- you know, a person who is a legend like Babe Ruth or Yogi Berra, these people who most of us that are still alive never really get to saw, you know, got, got to see play. So it's tough to compare those two people. Yeah. So I think depending, uh, on the, <clears throat> yeah, depending on the organization, I think it, that's, that starts the threshold uh, yeah. where you're supposed to be at. The only tools we have to, to rank old players like that are anecdotes from people who saw them, which goes away as well at some point. And then you only have anecdotes from people who got anecdotes from people who saw them. Yeah. Or uh, Wikipedia. Or, or, or stats. Um, yeah. Stats in history books, basically. Uh, yeah. And that's a lot of work to be able to actually uh, to be able to compare people. I want to use the word accurately, but I think it's the wrong word because I don't think that it, that even that is accurate. Like there really is no way to do it, but the appropriately maybe but, is the better word. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> appropriately for f- given w- the, uh, maybe. resources. Right. Um, and you gotta compare like they used to wear you know, leather helmets in the NFL. And yeah. Now we've got all technology and everything moves so much faster. And so it's just a completely different game. So. They used to not trade out the baseball every hit. Yeah. They used to just mound was, the the mound ball. was higher. Huh? <clears throat> the mound used to be higher. <clears throat> I didn't know that. Yeah. So I actually uh, don't even know how, that, how would that affect the, I mean, I, I imagine it would affect it, but how would it, how would it? It forces. So basically you're throwing the, the term for baseball is you throw downhill. And so it get, increases basically your leverage to throw the baseball harder. Okay. And so in, I forget what year it was, but there's essentially just like there's the, uh, like they call it the steroid era. There's the, the, like <clears throat> the, the, like the, before the mound was lowered era. Um, so it just takes away leverage for the pitcher. And oh, so they so, weren't actually on steroids. Well, I mean, they were. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that, well every, yeah, yeah. There's the whole steroid thing, um, but yeah. So there, you, the mound used to be higher, and so people could throw off it with more leverage. And then, uh, basically, there was a few pitchers. One of them being Bob Gibson, basically broke the game so badly because of how the mound was being used that they had to change the game it was like it was like Gretzky they had to change the rules because of how good he was well I mean I guess that's that's one way to do it yeah I'm are there any other examples (laughs) of that happening I I can't think of any example in in uh I mean and I can't think of any example in soccer 
Well, they they did the three point line. Okay. That was probably, I guess that's kind of a one example. Soccer, probably not. Um, the only change I'm trying to give the NFL. There are a lot of different like offsides changes that they've done and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I think the biggest offsides change that they did is now if you don't play the ball, it's not a penalty. Like so, if you're in an offside position. Right. Do you, if you're in an offside position and the ball is played past you or even to you, but you don't mm-hmm. make a play on the ball, you just stand there, and the defender doesn't do anything differently to defend you because you're standing there, which usually just means that you're obstructing something, uh, then gotcha. you actually aren't offsides. <laughs> and it used to be that just standing in an offside position made it offsides. So I would imagine that uh, that's probably... Yeah, you couldn't even be past them if the ball was played and you were just like on the other side of the field, but you were past them. It would have been it could be offsides. Um, uh, and at yeah. some point, they made that change so that it was only if you're making a play on the ball or obstructing the defender. Yeah, that makes, I mean that makes more sense because if you're just over there and you're not really doing anything. Yeah, but I imagine that that's probably matter. the biggest rule change effect on soccer, soccer, at least the biggest that I can yeah. think of. So trying to find the exact Gretzky rule. So there are five rule changes that were implemented in 1985 and 86 because of Wayne Gretzky. Um, basically it was like offsetting penalties where neither man could lose them, basically lose a man on a power play. And then, so there was like the whole thing that basically it created like the four on four, three on three, you know, stuff that goes on in hockey now. And basically they, can use those basically it gives the players more space, but basically the power plays were equal. The mounds were lowered in, uh, <laughs> in 1969. Uh, nice. And basically it was the same thing that people complain about now where it's, Oh, like there's too much, there's too much. Uh, there's not, not enough offense. It's not as exciting. And then they changed the baseball and now there's all these home runs being hit. Right. So it's kind of the same thing. Well, here's what I think is the weirdest rule to baseball is your stadiums are non-conformed. Mm-hmm. Why aren't the stadiums the same size? So there's a threshold that they have to be. So there's a, a minimum distance that the fences have to be. There's a maximum distance they can be. And then the height of the wall is also the same. So there's a minimum height of the wall and a maximum height. Um, I'm sure you can guess which one is the maximum height. Uh, you mean which ballpark or which max? What the height is? Which which ballpark would be the highest that a wall is allowed to be? Oh, let's see. Who wasn't a candidate for Bryce Harper? Oh, it's not even have to do with that. It's the easiest answer in the world. It, it's it, it's a monster. It is a distinct color. Uh, is it Fenway? Yeah. Oh, that's that's as tall as it's allowed to be. Interesting. Oh, you mean the monster itself is as tall as it's allowed to be? Right. Yeah. That that okay. no wall can be taller than that. Interesting. So they must not have, or, or the or the, although the walls also don't have to be the same height all the way around either. They can right. Vary. It can. It doesn't have to be uniform at all. Yeah. 
That'd be Which kinda, is weird. That would be I kind of you. that would be funny if one of them did it like in a jigsaw height pattern. <laughs> well, there's uh, I forget what the last year it was that they so there's NCAA football, and then a couple years before that ended in terms of the video game, there was a lot. I think it was 2006 was the last year that they made NCAA baseball, um, and one of the best modes on that whole thing was create a park. And you could do anything you wanted with the walls. And so people would do the shortest fences on in like the left and right field corner. So, or, or the longest fences, say so have the longest fences in the left and right field corner and the walls are as short as they can go. And then center field is as short as it can be. And then the wall is just maximum height. And so anything just center field just bounces off the wall and you can throw them out at first, basically. <laughs> and then, and then everything else down the line just doesn't get out because it's too, it's too far. Jesus. Yeah, it's just, but people do all types of crazy shit. Where are you sending me this video? Uh, I'm sending it right now. So oh, okay. before, like, before we get to the video, things? before we get to the video though, I actually really wish that one of them would do the variable wall height, like with like jagged, like, like say, oh. say each three feet is the same height. And then the next three feet changes, but they're not, unif- it's not like leveling up. It's just like, now it's 10 feet tall. Now it's 9 feet tall. Now it's 11 feet tall. Now it's 10 feet tall. Like just on me, and on. Cuz let me it, show you. Uh, it would anger fans so much cuz they would have like oh, yeah. they'd be up and they'd hit the ball and it's always oh, going. It's going and it would have been a home run <laughs> if it had been 2 inches be. to the left. <laughs> so there's uh <clears throat> it's not 100% that way where it's like it's up and down, up and down. But Vanderbilt's uh, baseball stadium has a section of it that is pretty close to that. So it backs up to their football facility. And so in the very left field corner, they have kind of their version of the green monster. But it goes down at this just this crazy rate. So I'm going to try it up right to now. send this in the Discord. And I, I'm looking it up right now. Hawkins Field? Yeah, Hawkins Field. If you can't find it, it's in the Discord chat. But the left field corner, the the rest of it's pretty uniform. But then the yeah, left field corner, yeah, it just like drops off. Drops off. Yeah. Your batter's better be able to hit to the right. Yeah. <laughs> all the all those right-handed batters are screwed. <laughs> Most of the batters, that is. Yeah. That's all really right. funny. Does the volume matter on the video? No, you'll just just watch this. So, <laughs> what uh, what hack is being shown right now? You might have seen it already. But what hack is being shown right now is uh, Jack Grealish uh, from Aston Villa uh, soccer team in England getting punched in the face from behind, really more the neck from behind by a fan who ran onto the field. Now we're not laughing because, Oh, ha ha. He got punched. This is a fight, but just like the actual, the actual scenes. I mean, it's a little it's fun. So it's, absurd. It's, it's so ridiculous. That it's just like this guy, like a fucking, it's got nothing to do with the fact that he got punched or anything. It's just what every sports fan in their mind would love to do to the person, to the, like the player that they hate most. Russell Westbrook. And like no one, no one really does it. It's not actually Russell Westbrook <laughs> for me. Like it's just the, like embodiment of, you know, I hate that person so much. I'm just gonna run out and just clock him. Yep. <laughs> and it's such a cheap shot too from behind. So cheap and and so bad too. Like you could have like made an actual connection with his ear or something. Like 
you could have you could have oh, yeah, caught him guys, in the temple if you'd done it right. The guys was again, wasted. Again, people he, listening, not encouraging this, not encouraging this, just talking yeah. through it. <laughs> the guy's just so wasted that he's just like, I'm just I'm going out there. I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. And he got out there and he had nothing else in his mind but just hit him. <laughs> Jesus. And like so it bad. wasn't a short run either. Like, he had to get on and be going for a while like, oh, my God, I'm on. I'm going to actually do this. And, and you know for a fact that not only was he thinking, holy shit, no one stopped me yet, but also he's like, this was long, This is a longer walk than I thought it was going to be. Like, he was kind of a little <laughs> out of breath. <laughs> he's like, oh, I've had a little too much beer today. <laughs> Just- I'd have stopped for a cigarette if I knew it was going to be this long. <laughs> um, so this happened on Sunday and actually today. So the following day. The man who ran on the field and punched him got sentenced to 14 weeks in jail. Okay. I, 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 I agree with that sentencing. Yep. That doesn't seem it's excessive, not excessive by any means. But it's also, you know what you did. But, but <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It's just long enough, too, for him to just be like, God, I'm not doing that again. It's longer than your average drunk tank visit, yeah. but it's shorter than you really did something wrong. Yep. So I agree with it. I, I think 14 weeks is the right amount. Yep. We are in agreement. Um, and, I, and, I, and most people are. I mean, most people who have been asked about it are, are saying, yeah, that's, uh, that's sufficient. Right. But now they're talking about the... Uh, what are going to be the repercussions for the club themselves because it's their responsibility because this was an away game for the guy who got punched. So, okay. It's on Which, such a European thing that the team gets blamed for it, which there used to be rules in America that we did the same thing. Yep. Um, but it's very still like, of course, of course, soccer has that rule where it's their fault. Well, but it is because it's it's their yeah. responsibility uh, to to keep the players safe and all to that. keep the players safe when they're in their their location, yep. um, and in this case they didn't, and and I I imagine that they would still get in just as much trouble if a player from their own team had been attacked. It's not like I think that they're getting in more trouble because it was an opposing player, but just that it's right. your location, yeah. you're required to keep it contained under control. Yeah. And I, I don't disagree with that, but I think in America, we don't do that. We don't worry about that stuff anymore. Not because it's not going to happen. It's going to happen probably very it's just soon. just that our liability yeah. lawyers are so much better. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that we don't. We just don't. Our lawyers maybe are it's excellent not, at yeah. making that a nightmare. Yeah. And so it's just not worth the trouble, I guess. But Someone, like, someone yeah. once told me that the U S has like 50 over 50% of the law practiced in the world or something like that. And I was like, I don't know that that's true, but I also don't know that that's false. It's, I also never looked it up. Please. I was going to say it's a stat that can be made up, but it's one of those stats that like, I don't even know how I would type that into Google to get the right answer. Yeah. If if you, if you (laughs) want to do the work and you want to tell me that I'm wrong, I would actually appreciate being told it because I've just, I am. Heard it and went, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a big fan of made up stats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, not a made up stat, though. Uh, Nick Foles signed an $88 million contract today. Look, I at had a conversation about this with someone today. 
Um, let me give me one sec because I do have a bone to pick on this. Ooh, not a big one, not a big bone to pick, but just a bone to pick. A little bone, a little bone. It's like a uh, more of a wishbone than a femur. More, yeah, far more of a wishbone. Maybe more like a chicken wing bone. A wing um, could be a wing. A wing. A wing. Would yeah. it be a lemon pepper wing, or maybe a? Don't, I'm not opposed to lemon pepper wing. Not opposed. I um, very much like wings uh, now. Thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna find it on on the time hop because it was a couple years ago. So it was the. It was. I think it, I forget when Bradford and uh, Nick Foles got traded for each other. Uh, 2014 is 15 ish. One of those two time might've gone faster than I thought. Google, Google shows 15. Okay. And because it was Chip Kelly who traded, who who traded those two. Oh, Bradford for Foles. No, he traded Foles Uh, for Bradford. Oh yeah. That's right. Um, so, because Foles, Foles played for the Eagles once before and then has come back to the Eagles. And now right, so he, he started with the Eagles, got traded to the Rams, and then it went basically went back to the Eagles. Yep, but with okay. under a different coach at the time. Right. So there is a there is a person on Twitter. Not going to name names. Not going to go that far. But we just have wildly different sports takes on everything. Um, and from time to time, like we kind of call each other out on things. We don't talk. We're merely acquaintances, but it's just like we just disagree on everything. And so at the time that that trade happened, I quote tweeted the tweet and it was like, who on earth wants Sam Bradford as their quarterback? Is such a dumb decision. Bradford, Sam Bradford is the worst quarterback probably of all time. Probably worse than me. Like, I think I might be. I mean, he was the rookie of the year. Yeah, he sucked. He got hurt every third game. He, he basically, he, I mean, I would rather have Peyton Manning every time he got hit be turned to dust and then us have to put him back together. I'm just saying, our quarterback than Sam Bradford. All time is a harsh, harsh sentence. When Nathan Peterman is a thing or is a person, he is bad though. I, I agree, he's bad. Okay, I just bad. I want to make sure we're not getting carried away here. Well, I and also I think that trade was ridiculous. And I think people who were like, oh, he's going to be amazing, I'm looking at you, Matthew Barry, were completely <laughs> wrong. I mean, they've been shown to be completely wrong, but just, just yeah. even when they were saying it, I was like, have you looked at this guy wearing pads? It doesn't even look like they fit him right ever. He doesn't have a jersey that fits him right. His um, his shoulders are always like <laughs> up next to his ears. It's like, how are you going to throw like that? And the the only person who looks into the sideline for a play call that looks stupider than him is Jameis Winston. This is the only person who's who looks dumber than him because Sam Bradford looks in and it's like there's no lights on in his head. And then Jameis Winston looks in like, I think that's a three. And then turns around and like then goes to the hoe and calls her the call. Because um, we go eat a W. Yeah, we're gonna eat a W, and then he does his thing. And everyone goes, "Okay, I guess that means Hail Mary. We'll go." <laughs> sure. Yeah, got it. Handoff, whatever. And interception. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, 
I tweeted that out and I was like, who on earth wants Sam Bradford as a quarterback? And this person responded with like, oh, Sam Bradford won like a Heisman, blah, blah, blah. Like here's all the stats. And I just said, that is a stupid idea. And it like everyone who knows me knows it would pain me to say that Nick Foles is a good quarterback or a better quarterback than someone else because I hate him and I hate U of A, but he's a better quarterback. That's a hundred percent true. And it's, it has always been true. Sam Bradford sucked from the very beginning. So yeah, he won rookie of the year, but he's never been good, which rookie of the year you'd think would mean good, but not here nor there. Well, at least I, th- I believe he did beat Bradford on the contract amount. Nick Foles did. Yep. Oh, I, I I'm sure he did. At the uh, time, Sam Bradford was the highest contract for a quarterback ever, wasn't it? I think he was the highest for a rookie because he was the oh, first okay. overall pick. Um, and he was I think he was one of the last ones that where they had those old rules. And then after the new CBA, they redid how the how the rookie how contracts really? work. They're not as high paying anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if I remember correctly... The veterans loved because there's more money for them, but the rookies who had no say on the matter hated because it means less money for them. Yeah. <laughs> because they weren't writing the rules, so they couldn't... Like, if, if, if at any office, pretty much, they said, hey, do you want to vote on you having more money for being here for 10 years and the person who's starting getting a lower starting salary? Like, pretty much everyone in the office would be like, yeah, fuck them. Yep, I I don't disagree with that. That's basically what happened uh, in order for the CPA. rookie contracts to get rewritten. Oh, yeah. um, That's going to be an interesting thing with baseball too, because yeah. the CBA coming up. Yep, and it they there is a very good chance that like baseball just dies again. There's a pretty good risk of a strike. Which is just so, it's so dumb, and it like it will, it'll hurt, it'll hurt the whole business of it so bad. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't think it's gonna die, and like teams will just stop being a team. I think that the business will always be there. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that for all of the uh, sports leagues. The MLB is probably the most resistant to a strike being the end of its existence. They're the most resistant, but they're also the most in danger, I think. Yeah, they're the most likely and the most resistant, which, you know, uh, is not not a bad combo. That whole thing is going to be a mess. And I think, I mean, it's a couple years away. Maybe they'll figure it out. But the fact that it's already being brought up by people just means that both sides are stubborn and they're not going to budge on stuff. All I know is if they change the rules on extra innings, that might be what sets a lot of people off in terms of the fan base and everything. But that's a whole other story for a different podcast. Yeah. But if they did, yeah, if they did have a strike, I would, I would understand based on the way that this free agency has gone. Well, that and that and really the minor last leaguers are, well, yeah, that and minor leaguer, yeah, minor leaguers are paid less than minimum wage, and 
have yeah. to ride on buses to and from and then you know half of them don't make it anyways so yeah they uh and i, and I think you'd find that in most like i don't know actually i guess the g league because of two-way contracts their averages are higher um but i think nasl um and usl which are the two main minor leagues for soccer in the u.s their contracts are pretty low i mean mls contracts used to be really low yeah they're they're almost considered especially in america like american soccer leagues they're almost considered part-time employees aren't they um I, I think I think that the like academy players and uh, like academy players of age and uh, what do you call it the um, like practice squad players yeah I think those ones it's probably the case I actually had I actually had a friend who uh, said he tried out for them but the terms were for one of the practice squads but the terms of being a practice squad member meant that he would also have to work like full time on top of it because he just wouldn't be making enough right. money to make ends meet. And he just went, Nope, not doing that. So that, that leads me to two points. The first one, uh, I actually got sent a picture, like a screenshot of a Uber, um, for my buddy the other day. So he was getting picked up at the airport in Phoenix and, uh, was trying to go home. Um, and he took a picture or he took a screenshot of it and he said, I think this is a minor leaguer for the Diamondbacks. And he sent to me like, Hey, can you Google it? I said, yeah, I got it. Um, I Googled it and it was a minor leaguer. And so they got to talking and the guy just said, yeah, like I don't make enough money to like pay for an apartment. So he has to do Uber on the side of minor league baseball to, be able to pay for his apartment because it's that low of pay. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> I, I just can't like even imagine like, you're a professional baseball player and you go out in the morning, you get there at like 6am, you do your thing, you sign autographs and everything. And then you get in your car and then you turn on lift and then take people to and from the spring training games that you could be playing in. And it must be such a brutal, like Yikes. mental trip. Um, the other point that I was going to bring up is it's going to connect our, it's going to connect our two, two things here. It's going to connect soccer and it's connect going to connect the st louis connection uh how closely do you follow the mls because i don't know that about you um i mean moderately moderately uh, so like closely enough to know that there was uh a really good chance that columbus crew was going to go to austin and austin was going to yeah, get a team um but the haslam stepped in and basically basically are helping fund the save the crew campaign um and so they're actually going to stay which is which is great because i hate it when teams get grabbed away from their communities when it's when when they want to maintain them i i I really don't like that especially the crew that was one of the more passionate fan bases yeah yeah so i i I watch it you know i don't watch every game i've so far this year i've i've watched because i watched both opening weeks um I've watched at least some of probably eight games already. Gotcha. So the what was the most recent uh, expansion team? That was, was wasn't Cincinnati. Nashville. Oh, Cincinnati. That's this year. Um, 
FC so Cincinnati, Cincinnati was this year, and LAFC was last year. Okay. So you have LAFC, you have FC Cincinnati. So St. Louis has had a very turbulent time with their bid to get an expansion team. Um, have you seen anything about their bid or their like group? Um, I've heard that St. Louis was doing one, but I haven't seen uh, I, I haven't seen the specifics at all. So there's kind of I'll send the website in the Discord okay. too, but it's not going to really tell the whole story. Um, so <clears throat> originally there was a ownership group that was not from not really not from the city, but they were just they were a group that knew it would work there. And so they basically came in, they had this proposal to use a bunch of taxpayer dollars to build the stadium. And the, where the stadium's going to be is actually a really cool spot in terms of kind of the history around it. And the stadium plan was great and all that, but because of the whole Rams thing of the situation, yeah, everybody's, nobody's wanting to pay for a stadium anymore over there. Um, nobody in St. Louis will ever do that. Um, cause it was just, we, they did it once. They're not doing it again cause they left and they just have a bad taste in their mouth about it. And so the, the public voted on the using taxpayer dollars to build the stadium to try to get this bid. I'm looking at the pictures. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the stadium itself, like it, it looks awesome. I don't know. Um, I can't. Right I can't on, tell anymore if this is a rendering or if it's the real thing. But it looks fantastic. No, it's a hundred percent a rendering. Okay. Um, uh, but it's one of those things where it's thought that is not in a great area to change the entire piece of that city. Okay. But the original like group was we're not paying for it. You guys have to pay for it. Yeah. And obviously after Cronky and the whole Rams thing, nobody's on board with that. Um, so what happened is that killed the whole thing. Once the public got to vote on it and it, it did not lose by a little, it lost by a lot. Like it was not even close. Um, so once that happened, everyone was like, well, we're screwed. We're not getting a team. And then, so the people that own, I forget what the other company is, but one of them is enterprise rent a car. So the family that owns enterprise and the family, there's another family that owns some other company that has stepped in and it's like, uh, one of them is the Cavanaugh's, um, but essentially they're they're the, they're from St. Louis. They're from the area. Their their companies are headquartered there, and they said basically put the money on the table. And they said we'll build the goddamn stadium, like we'll build the stadium. Let's get a soccer team, and so they've got STLFC, which has like a really big fan base. Uh, the U.S. both men's and national teams have played in St. Louis for qualifiers. And like Bush, they played in Bush Stadium. It sells out every time. Like the soccer culture is there. They just need the people to put up, you know, put up the money. And so these two families came in and says, you know, screw it. We'll build the stadium if we can just get the like taxes on the tickets worked out. So they put this whole thing together like really quickly and said, hey, like if we can get the tax on the tickets and the tax on any like gear and anything that's bought in the stadium, then we'll build, we'll build, we'll privately fund the stadium. And everything got greenlit. The play-by-play uh, -play announcer for the Cardinals went to city council and like vouched for it and did this whole thing. And so it's been a big, huge uh, build-up to this moment where 
we've got everything we need. We've got the land. We've got the stadium plans. All we need to do is get the okay that we've got a team and we'll build the thing. And so today, actually, uh, the MLS commissioner was in town uh, to see like like who like corporate sponsors would be and what like what other types of money could come in and blah blah blah. And so he had said uh, one of the quotes was he's never seen support for soccer like it has been in St. Louis. Okay, never and been to Atlanta. So, then. Yeah, well, yeah, Atlanta's insane. It's like it um, <laughs> <that shit laughs> looks crazy. I mean, I yeah. get what he's getting at. Like, yeah, the, but he's like, he's never, he's never seen this type of money like thrive privately. Yeah, and so like, it's one of those things. I, if there's one thing that's a slam dunk, it is soccer in St. Louis because there's such a French influence and there's such a influence of soccer, and it's always been a thing there. Mm-hmm. And like in Phoenix, there's one or two bars that are into soccer. And they do their thing and they like the World Cup and the Premier League, they're open up, you know, they open up early for and they do do all that. But in St. Louis, there's you know, tens, maybe hundreds of like bars. It's just such a like it's such a bigger scene there because of just the culture and everything. So I I think that's I think that's a done deal. I think St. Louis getting an MLS team is well, just a matter of when they want to add them to the league. Well, I think they, uh, the the site at least the what I'm seeing on the site looks pretty solid, um, yeah. and the fact that I, I'd heard about it, I just hadn't heard the specifics on it. I I had heard that St. Louis was looking to get one, um, and so that the fact that it's made it to the the commentary shows and stuff like that that I'll listen to mm-hmm. uh, is is a good sign for it as well. Uh, the thing that I'm really liking, I went to their shop while you, on their site here. Yeah, while I was on my rant. <laughs> uh, well, no, just when you sent me the link. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> well, I meant you looked at it while I was ranting. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, they have these hats and these scarves here mm-hmm. that you can get. And it says 100% of the purchase price of all items be donated to St. Louis Public School District soccer programs. Plus, Enterprise Holdings Foundation will match all dollars raised up to $25,000. So, already they have sponsorship. uh, I mean, sponsorship on their bid site, not even on the actual They don't need the money. (laughs) They don't need the money. They don't need the money. They, they, yeah, it's, uh, that's a good sign. Yeah. Well, the commissioner has said that the league wants to move to 28 teams. There are currently 24. Um, Inter Miami, David Beckham's group, uh, they come into the league next year. So they'll be the 25th team. And I'm going to assume that they want to have equal numbers of teams in each division. I would imagine that too. So probably somebody in the West. So there's probably only one more Eastern team coming. I would argue that one of the Western teams would be Phoenix too. Well, one of the Western teams is going to be Austin, I think, because they almost got one. Yeah, but I would I would argue the other one will be Phoenix Rising because okay. they 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 have almost the exact same thing with St. Louis, where it's they've got like the bid, they've got the stadium plan, they've got the land. All they need is the blessing. So that would make the West. So here here's. Let's read through this then. That would make the West Seattle 
and this is in order right now of current standings. Haha, <laughs> Seattle's first. Suck it. Um, <laughs> Seattle, Minnesota, LAFC, Dallas, Houston, Rail, Salt Lake, Sporting Kansas City, LA Galaxy, Colorado, Portland, Vancouver, San Jose, then Austin, then Phoenix. It's not bad. Meanwhile, and then the, I, I just sent you the Phoenix stadium. Yeah, I see renderings. this. The stadium looks good. Yeah. yeah. The renderings always look dope. And I don't know if they ever well, yeah, looking like it, but it's impossible to not make renderings look dope. Yeah. They, they're fake and just the absolute perfect idea of it all. And if you don't like the sun on that recording day, you just turn it down in settings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just pull that brightness down. Yeah, so I don't know. I can't think of other teams that would, would come along. Like even just thinking of large cities, I can't really think of other teams that I think would come along before those ones. Maybe Vegas getting a team. Um, yeah, because they'll have the stadium already with Oakland. Yeah, um, so maybe it, Vegas might be a, a, a possible suitor instead of either Austin or Phoenix. I don't know. I think that Vegas is a weird, I think it's a unique market. And I think hockey worked only because the owner was willing to put a team on the ice that was going to compete right away. And yeah, but there's a, there's enough rich people in the world that you could have somebody decide to do that in Vegas too. Well, yeah. And like, it, it'll work and there's enough tourism dollars coming through. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, if you look at Atlanta, that place is pretty darn packed, and it's an NFL stadium mm-hmm. every single time. So it's kind of well. And and <clears throat> Arthur Blank did what you're what you're talking about. He put out a team yeah. that was going to be competitive quickly. Like he went yeah. out and he shelled out the money to bring players in and <clears throat> and sign uh, a you know two pretty overqualified coaches. Although one is struggling right now. I'm not going to well, overreact like yeah. a lot of people are, but he's. Well, you spend the money and you great. put it. I mean, all of sports, the entire business model is to get someone emotionally attached to the team and have them spend their money there. Like that's all that is the business is make, you know, a team relevant enough to have someone who lives in the area or grew up watching it be so emotionally attached to it that they'll never not spend the dollar there. And like, that's what Vegas did. Like Vegas got, you know, this is going to be probably the worst sentence I've ever said um, in my entire life. So everybody prepare for this. Um, So Vegas, not only did they spend the money and they spent the draft picks and traded away resources that they could have done other things with to put a team on the ice that was competitive. They kind of got a little lucky and like the worst tragedy (laughs) Like one of the worst shootings in American history happened like two weeks before opening night. Oh, that's not lucky. It's not lucky at all. <laughs> it's no, not I lucky. know what you're saying though. But it, that was a, an immediate connection where on opening night they could say a catalog. Uh, we're, we're not. We're not forgetting those people. Like this was our, like this is our city. This is our state. We're the, we're an original Vegas franchise. We're not moving from Oakland. Like they could attach themselves to the city so strongly that that shit's not going anywhere. And it's 
lucky is the wrong word, but it it is one hundred percent. I think, it, and it's maybe it's serendipitous. The, yeah, seren, serendipitous might be a better and more gentle way to put it. Yeah, but it's just like you could like they and they took it, they not take advantage of it because that makes it sound like it's a dirty thing, um, which it's not. It's Here's, here's here, a better way of saying it. They have yeah. benefited from people's need to feel a sense of inclusion and home and uh, Normal. uh community. Yeah. And it's it's just like the uh it's just like the George Bush first pitch after 9/11. It's the exact same thing. Is that we're we're here, we're still you know a community, we're still a nation, a state, whatever it is. Now let's and, go bomb the Middle East. And, and we're Wait, and is that like, not where you were going with that? George, George Bush gives the thumbs up in the middle of Yankee Stadium and throws a perfect strike yeah. and then walks off and like everybody forgets for like 15 minutes that he's got a bulletproof vest and like 20 snipers aimed at him. Yeah. Like <laughs> everybody forgets it. Like, cause it's just such a weird moment and it's just such a like moment. It, that if you were in that stadium, there's a fair chance that a, a, a sights were on your head. Yeah. Like you were being looked at. You were, <laughs> you were absolutely watched every second of the entire game. Yeah. And, but everybody forgets it. Cause it's, you know, this old boy from Texas went out, held up a thumbs up and threw a strike and then off we go to play a baseball game. And it was the, it's the exact same thing with Vegas. So like they got super lucky and they not only had the team, but they had the emotional connection be easy for them right away. Yeah. Which is good. Cause I think Vegas is pretty dope. So. Yeah. I mean, them having that, that, uh, series of events was, uh, was de- definitely uh, rewarded by that run that they went on. So, like, people didn't just come together and then, oh, and it now we struggle through yeah. the the hockey version of the Browns or something. Yeah, like, like they they went, they believed, and then they yep. got rewarded with being a couple games away from winning the whole thing. Yep. So, like, it, I think, like. Atlanta, Atlanta didn't do that, but Atlanta did the same. They got the team that they needed, and they were able able to build that emotional connection by having a team that went out and won it. Um, so when I was looking at this before you get to the the team here, just wrapping up MLS. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the Wikipedia page for Inter Miami, and I yeah. didn't know this, but I'm reading it right here. Uh, the effort originated in a contract Beckham signed with MLS in 2007. He joined LA Galaxy and negotiated an option to own an expansion team at a discounted franchise fee. So he was being criticized for leaving Europe at the time that he did because he was still, you know, he wasn't, he hadn't really he out of his prime. Yeah. He wasn't fully out of his prime. He hadn't really de- decreased in production that much. And then he came to MLS, like, you know, it was it was a really weird decision. Like, the league was not that good. I wonder if people knew that as part of his contract, he had this piece here where he, this option to end up owning an expansion team. Because if you knew 
that he was doing this, that like he was had it in his contract that he could own a team as a part like of signing I, with the yeah, MLS and you still criticized that. him for leaving like this was just a good financial decision I mean this is a good yeah and he gets it in Miami of all places well it's also seeing like it's also a lot like a lot of foresight yeah in terms of knowing that the that soccer is gonna work there well I, I mean it's not I, so much foresight or being smart but it's just like I know soccer is cool and I like soccer, so I want to, I want to own a team, but well, and I think he also probably knew that he needed to do it early to have the option of getting this option, but he also needed to do it so that better talent would see it as a viable league. Cause if he waited until yeah. he was, you know, a year from retirement and then did it, people wouldn't feel the same way about it. But the fact that he went ahead and did it when he was so much uh, more productive, well, it really like buying, it shows. Yeah, it's just buying a, it's like buying a stock early. Yeah, exactly. And, and everybody else goes, okay, I'm looking for the next, you know, Netflix, the next Amazon. You're never going to find it, but, uh, okay, well, the last part makes yeah. that analogy not work. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but, but. But you get where I was going with the first part. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. It's yeah. like here. You you've bought in early. You believe in it, and that should make other people believe in it. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to raise the product. So that, wow, that was that was a quite a good uh, professional move. I don't disagree. So who cool. is the uh, European team that you like then? So I I'm all in on Liverpool. Oh. Uh... <laughs> You know I what? Knew you're the reaction. That's I right. knew it was gonna be the reaction. You just—you're <laughs> gonna be disappointed soon. Oh, I'm. Sh- I'm. I. I. The thing is, I know nothing. I know nothing about it. It's. The thing is, you. You probably know more about baseball than I know about soccer. Like I know literally nothing. I just know Liverpool's. Like they've got. They've got you know Salah or however it's pronounced. Salah. They've got. What was it? Salad. Salad, like just like saying salad weird. Fair yeah, enough. It's, it's not actually um, how you say it. It's, it's not <laughs> how you say it. Yeah, uh, I, I um, always I always hear it as Salah. Um, but essentially, the only reason I follow is because the people I follow on social media have somehow made it a thing, and so now I just I've I've not latch on latch on to them is not the right way to put it, but I just know what's going on because I see everything retweeted. So now I'm just calling myself a Liverpool fan. There you go. Hey, uh, they're they're not the worst team in terms of production. Um, they they didn't get relegated. So they are here's they were up by seven points, dude. They <laughs> they were up by seven points and now they're down by one. The so it's here's the level of it's not great. That you I've, blew an eight point lead. In, Here's the level of commitment that I've put maximum. into this team. The level of commitment is that I turn on ESPN notifications. Yeah, that's enough. it. Fair enough. That's, that is as far as I'm committed. I could be very well convinced in any direction at this point, but I, I, I follow enough people that are retweeting shit, so I just I you're probably it, seeing you know, them being very upset then because yeah, yeah, 
or at least recently, because at Christmas it looked like they were going to run away with the title, and now it looks like they're going to lose out to yeah. Manchester for City. for a while, it was it seemed like every time I got a notification, they had won a game, but yeah. now I, but not anymore. But yeah, for a while, like I, I said, for a while they were running running away else. with it, and I don't know what changed. Um, I don't know either. I, I don't. I honestly don't wake up early enough to watch most of the time. So <laughs> I do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I think that's actually a really cool thing. I think that's a cool thing about being in a, a soccer fan in America is that it's just brutal that I wake up earlier on the weekends yeah, than I do on the work weekdays. It, yeah, hundred percent. It has to suck, but it also yeah. has to be kind of cool that you're up and like, it's just you and it's just the people that, you know, you follow on, you know, on Twitter or Instagram or Reddit or whatever. It's just you guys up and awake that, that time. And, yeah, doing the thing. So yeah, I think it that is, it is cool. kind of crazy sometimes to be up at like four thirty and you're watching it and you're like, yeah, it's the afternoon for somebody right now. Like, like that because that, you can see yeah. it on the TV. This is live. Like they're watching it right now and it's broad daylight and I'm sitting here just trying not to fall back asleep. Or it's the opposite way around where it's it's pitch black there and it's like seven a.m. here. Yeah, <laughs> just something completely crazy like that. Yeah, no, I mean the the Champions League games are on at like. 12 and uh tomorrow's games actually are on at one which over there is you know basically nighttime yeah Uh, it's prime time for them but really if you think about like it's really east coast uh monday sunday night football it's the same thing oh yeah yeah 100 percent. we just get spoiled because we're on the west coast so when it's Monday night football, the game starts at five thirty, and it's like, oh, okay, so I'll be done by eight thirty nine, and I'll wind down and go to bed. Whereas over there, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, the game's gonna be over at like eleven thirty, and I have to work at at seven. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's like the, I mean, not really opposite, but it's the same concept of why, like, the A's and the A's and the Mariners are playing the first regular season games, uh, in like two weeks and they're going to Japan to Japan to do it. So they're playing in Tokyo, a couple of like regular season games and they're coming back and then they'll do like two more weeks of spring training and then they'll actually play the rest of the regular season. But it's the same thing because those are the closest teams to them. So everybody, everybody in Japan, they know that they'll be awake or maybe not awake, but they'll still be, you know, up, I guess at that time mm-hmm. to watch. Um, to watch those games, to watch those teams. So it's easy for them to say, like, Oh yeah, I can, I can watch the A's on so late in America that they're ready. They, they can watch it. They're not having to you know, deal with the time difference to New York or something. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't even consider that. Well, yeah, they're doing, so they've got A's and Mariners going to Tokyo. Then they have, uh, Boston or New York and Boston. They're going to play in London. And then, uh, uh, Cardinals and I don't know who the Cardinals are playing. Cardinals and somebody are going to go play in uh, in Mexico this year in Monterey. We're just all trying and, to take this global now that we got streaming. Yeah, and everybody wants the Cardinals to go to Puerto Rico because Molina is from Puerto Rico, so it'd be a whole a whole thing if they got to go there. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the MLB is trying to go international on shit just like the nfl with the jaguars and everything 
Yeah, well, and it seems it seems like the international community would be a good one for baseball to tap as its domestic uh, yeah, most fandom of the players is uh, <laughs> kind of struggling. Well, and most of the players are from international right. too. So, right. But that's another thing that is always super funny to me is that the Jaguars like half of their fan base is in London. Yeah. We, I mean, their owner at one point had a was considering trying to buy, I think, Wembley Stadium. To buy it? I believe so. Shad Khan. That's insane. I feel like that's like trying to buy Yankee Stadium. Or maybe worse, like maybe more money than Yankee Stadium. Sean Khan Wembley bid. He dropped it in October. Um, he had bid six hundred million pounds, just seven hundred ninety million dollars for the stadium. The stadium costs seven hundred ninety-eight million pounds to build. Well, you're getting all your money back. Not all of it. Most <laughs> you're of getting seven fifty. You're getting most. Uh, of no, money that's back. not adjusted for inflation. Today, it would have costed one point one seven billion. That's a shit ton. It probably it probably also needs a lot of repairs. Yeah, it's old, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know how old it is, but I I imagine that that's, uh, I imagine that that's why he could get it for so low. Um, But people people were out. What was that? Broke ground in two thousand two. Okay. Yeah. So it's not old. It's not new. It's not old. Yeah. Um, but it is. It was widely opposed. Um, oh, I bet. Yeah. By people, but he dropped it. And I'm reading here. I didn't know he uh, he owns Fulham, which makes me laugh because they're about to become a championship team. <clears throat> uh, he's gonna have two teams. Well, he has um, he has the Jaguars and he has Fulham, yeah. and he bought Fulham, and then he spent a ton of money on talent. And they have just completely failed. <laughs> um, How's and for, for the record, uh, so, cha- the championship is the relegated league. So when I say they're going to be the championship, that's actually a bad thing. Gotcha. It's a, it's a weird soccer thing. So, oh no, I, I wish that would be a, a thing for college football. Like Alabama goes to NFL, Browns go to college football. That would be fantastic. No. We'd have to completely change the structure of the leagues, but otherwise it would be fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not an easy idea, but it's a fun idea. Well, you know, you could you could <laughs> do you could pretty much do it if you accepted like I don't know, I feel like you could do 40 college programs into a minor league system. Yeah. You like, probably do Power 5. Yeah, I say I say forty just because there are probably forty that fluctuate in and out of being good enough, and we would include teams oh, like relevance. Boise State. Yeah, yeah. So I know you're a Ronaldo guy, right? Uh, professionally, professionally, you're a Ronaldo guy. Um, the team that he plays for now, how do you pronounce that? Real Madrid. Oh, no. sorry, sorry. Uh, now is uh, Juventus. 
But all of my Mexican you, friends... You cut out that I did not hear out of... You cut out at the perfect moment that oh. I did not hear. <laughs> so his Italian team that he's on now, I, pre- I pronounce Juventus. But Juventus. all of my Mexican friends call it Juventus. Juventus. So there's kind of a... I don't have any Italian friends, but my Mexican friends call it Juventus. So I... And I'm like, why, how are you going to call it Juan, but Juventus? Yeah. In my in my mind, I imagined I imagined it with a Y. Yeah, that, that's why. I, so, and I, I'll even say just Juve. You don't even need the full. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, how's that going? Um, he hasn't been as prolific as they hoped, and they're going into a game tomorrow that they have to win either two to zero to force extra time, or. 3-0 to win outright or they have to win by three if the other team scores it's the way the away goal rules or the it's the way that the away goal rules work um okay. are you familiar with that at all i feel like i have an understanding but i don't think i'm confident in it like i understand that it's the way that i picture it in my head is that it's like almost differential in the NHL, it's the, but I don't think it's again. nearly as close to that as I think it is. Yeah, so it's it's uh, just the, the quick version. They play two games, one at home, one away. If you score right. a goal, if you score more goals away than you give up at home, that's the tiebreaker. Okay, gotcha. Um, so it's like a home field advantage kind of scenario. Yeah. Yeah, like, like if you, if you, if you score away from home, it's almost a more valuable goal than if you score at home. I got you. Um, That's interesting, but yeah, and so they're going they're going into a home game, which means that if the other team scores, automatically it doubles the amount of goals they have to get because they're going to lose the tiebreaker. So they're gotcha. so if somebody scores one goal, they kind of scored two. <laughs> So soccer is now the opposite from what I'm telling on Google, um, that the home team is on the left and the road team is on the right. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, when you look in your when you look, getting used to when you look in ESPN, the first team <laughs> listed is at home. Is the home team? Yeah, that's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> I can get used to it, but still. just think of it like blank versus blank. Yeah. Where where is like. In American sports, you think blank, such and at such. Blank. At blank, yeah, at yeah. blank. Yep. Well, it takes me to get used to. I'll get. Oh, I'll get. It actually, of, you can even just scroll down to the bottom of the uh, of the uh, ESPN app before the game starts, and it'll sh- tell you what venue it's going to be at. Um, yeah. So the I only do, ones I really know are like Wembley and Anfield. And- all of those places, though. So we'll like, see. That's the, it doesn't help. That's the thing is, like, I'll <laughs> scroll down to the bottom and I'll grab which one it is, and then I'll look it up. And like, yeah, it's a way of learning the stadium names and stuff. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But, but yeah, so the uh, title chase is not is is pretty tight. The top four chase is tight. I did a little thing today where I compared the teams, and uh, Manchester United has the toughest road ahead based on their teams that they're playing. Uh, they play the first team in the league, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 11th, 18th, and 20th, whereas other ones, uh, 
like the median for Arsenal is 11 slash 13. So they play the 11th place team, the 13th place team, 14th, 15th, and 17th. Like they should be able to beat them. Yeah. If you're just looking at it on that, um, kind of like how, how football does like remaining strength of record type things. Um, man, U has the hardest route ahead, uh, which is not good because they're sitting in fifth right now. I was going to say, that's always good, right? To always have the hardest teams ahead of you. Yeah, no. Uh. Speaking of, of seeding, do we want to get into college basketball at all, or is it? No, we gotta we gotta wait till the brackets are actually released. Gotcha. When we get when we get the brackets, then I can actually start looking at teams. But until then, I do not pay any attention to basketball, and the only reason I do Just then is for gambling. It. For gambling purposes. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'm like, all right, we can we can play. I'll I'll, I'll do. Uh, bracket challenges i'll put money on teams xavier I mean, so always fucks really, me up xavier does yeah for the longest time i just liked their name so i always picked them to win and they like, never won. Yeah, xavier yeah i the thing is i'm i it's probably good that uh in arizona that online sports betting is illegal so if you're gonna do it you have to go through like bovada and you have to go that's through like, the use. Canadian site or something. Yeah, he's um, And I like, that's just too much effort for me to like give the like, to like do the social security number and like, all that types of like shit where you get mailed your money. Like I want to do the FanDuel type shit where it's just like immediate and just bang, bang. Well, see, fortunately and, I've never had to withdraw money because I always just lose it. You just lose. Yeah. Yeah, really I, honestly, honestly, that's, it's probably a very egotistical thing of me to think that it's like, no, like I'm going to win like sometimes. Yeah. So like I need to be able and like the money thing will just be a nightmare. So I'm, that's why I'm not playing. Yeah, no, it or never maybe, happens. Cause you get on, cowardly thing. you get on a run where like you lose, like, like you hit three mm-hmm. things in a row and you're like, Oh man, like I'm on a roll and then you lose two and you're like, yeah, but I'm going to get this third one. And it's going to be four out of six. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're sitting there, you're like, uh, seven out of twenty. Come on, let's go, let's go. Come on, big bucks, no whammies. Big bucks, no whammies. Everyone knows <laughs> it's gonna be seven out of twenty-one. 